Iggy Paris loves to skateboard. He can do 360s, one foot ollies, and backslide lip glides. But something strange started to happen when he fell. He got lots of black and blue marks that did not go away. He showed them to his mom, who got concerned and took him to a doctor. They told him that he had something called leukemia. Iggy had treatment for three months. At first, he just felt weak and nauseous, and then all his hair fell out. But slowly, Iggy got better, and his strength returned. He was nervous about going back to school without hair. He thought the kids would laugh at him. So his mom got him a wool cap that Iggy would pull down over his ears. On his first day back at school, the principal walked him back to his class. Iggy took one last big breath before pushing the classroom door open. He could hardly believe what he saw. Every boy in the class and two of the girls had shaved off all their hair, even Mr. Peterson. Iggy smiled the biggest smile of his life, and then with a big bow and a sweep of his arm, he took off his cap. Jason Swan looks pretty ordinary. His nose is of average size, he wears baggy jeans, and his cap always sits backwards on his head. His family just moved from California and rented the big Noonan house up on the hill. His father enrolled him in the Carver Middle School, and at the end of his second day, Jason headed for the pool. He asked the coach if he could try out. The team captain showed him where to change. Jason took off his shirt, folded his pants carefully on the bench, and then took off his leg. The coach pretended not to notice. The rest of the team did nothing but notice. By the time Jason made his way to the starting blocks, there wasn't a swimmer left in the pool. Jason steadied himself on the block, the whistle blew, and he was off. Jason was fast, very fast. Jason and the team worked hard together and the friendships came easily. He helped other kids with their strokes and they helped him develop a unique racing dive. By February, a strange thing happened. The team forgot about his leg. The other teams took a little longer. Cece Bimbellini is fat and ugly, and she's my best friend. She knows the best games, the scariest stories. She knows how to whistle, how to keep secrets, how to do real magic, and how to give a hug. I love Cece Bimbellini. I used to be afraid that people would hurt her feelings and make fun of her size. But then one day we were walking down the street and a stranger approached. He asked Cece how she got like that. Cece looked at herself up and down and then at him. Just lucky, I guess, she replied. I love Cece Bimbellini. Melvin Moop knows he's doing something wrong, but he doesn't know what it is. Kids keep bumping into him in the halls and knocking his books to the ground. In classrooms, they think it's fun to bounce chalk, gum, and wads of paper off the back of his head. 
and in the bathroom, he finds his name scribbled on the walls with nasty comments written underneath. He doesn't understand it, and he can't make it stop. He thinks it might be because his body is soft, or the pimples he has on his face. Or maybe it's because he has trouble running or catching a ball. But whatever it is, Melvin can't seem to make a friend. They won't sit next to him. They won't talk to him. There seems to be a language of friendship he doesn't speak, rules he doesn't understand. His parents have tried to help him. They signed him up for a karate class to toughen him up. But after the third lesson, they let him quit after they found him crying in the locker room. So, for the thousandth time, Melvin walks home alone. Maybe tomorrow will be different, and he'll make a friend. Or maybe tomorrow, he'll start to think about how to get even.